Yes, you are listening to Word Spoken Podcast. This is episode nine, the very first episode of 2020 after a couple of weeks off. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. We've got Tanaka Fuego coming onto the show this week, uh, which is so exciting. So before I tell you a little bit about him, uh, let me just briefly say, obviously, please give us a follow on Word Spoken Podcast. Head to YouTube and IGTV where you can see one of the poems you're about to hear uh, in video format. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for all the support. Um, and yeah, here's to 2020 for the show. Got a lot of things planned um, and I can't wait to get it all up and running. Uh, so yeah, we kick things off with Tanaka Fuego. Uh, he is an amazing poet. He was the only person I've ever, ever seen at an open mic get an encore. We, uh, The night that I met him, literally the crowd was demanding that he came back on and did another poem. And he did... And it was amazing. So the moment that happened, I came up, I went up to an after the show and I was, I was like, look, you have to come on my podcast, please do. And thankfully he said yes, and here we are. So um, he is a Camden Roundhouse poet, um, uh, which is amazing. And only been doing spoken word for like two or three years. Um, and in that time has nailed it. There's no doubt about it. The three pieces we get to hear from him are called The Decolonization of a Queer Carcass, The Second One Period, and finally Ain't London Bridge Falling, which is available up on YouTube and IGTV for your eyes and ears to feast on. Um, So yeah, really grateful that you came down to Word Spoken to record an episode with me. Um, It was a great conversation and yeah, we, we get to hear his amazing work. So the first poem you're about to hear is called The Decolonization of a Queer Carcass. Enjoy. In this poem, I am not colonised. This smile is not as sweet as molasses. These bones are not for consumption like plantain or planting. This hair is not cotton. Not easy for the pickings of my white lover's fingertips in this poem. I am just a masculine energy within a vessel I did not get to choose. I am my mother's son, and in this poem she agrees I'm crop top summers, hood nigger winters, any honey, lemon, ginger and garlic cold remedy, the type when I was ten. My mother would stew over in this poem. I am rice and oxtail stew, wholesome, and the perfect antidote for any bad day. In this poem there are still bad days, but within them I am not a commodity. Not queer collateral damage by the hands of government. In this poem, I know my father. Like, know him, know him. Know his favourite colour, his favourite song. Know how he felt seeing my mother down the aisle for the very first time in this poem. I hear the words, I love you. And my hands loosen the grip of the noose around my neck in this poem. On days when I feel that God is letting me slip through his fingertips. It is not because I'm slipping in a pool of my own blood, but more so, floating in a bed of mother's tears, meaning that in this poem, my mother's love is my saviour, not the reason for my demise. Tanaka Fuego, thank you so much for that first piece. That 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 was really beautiful. Um, I thank you for coming down the word spoken. How are you doing? What what's I up? I'm I'm perfect. Thank you for having yeah? me. You're yeah, you're you're all good. Yeah, I'm good. I feel like I, I still feel like I talk really low. Yeah. <laughs> 
hey, you may you may talk really low, but you're, you've you've got a right old laugh like laugh on you, yeah, don't you? Okay, I'm sorry, guys. If I like you can't that. Hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming into the mic. <laughs> you are. You're literally shouting, but the I'm mic isn't doing its work. Yelling. Um, so look, yeah, thank you for, thank you very much for coming down to Word Spoken. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, and you've completely proved that with your first piece. Like that is a really pow- like a powerful piece. There's so much going on in that. Um, so I think we should just jump straight on into it. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about the first piece, maybe when you wrote it and like where you've performed it and where it kind of resonates most? Um, the piece, Decolonization of a Queer Carcass. Um, I don't even remember when I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) I just spilled my coffee everywhere. Professionalism. You were just getting into it. (laughs) Just getting into it. You can't buy this. Oh man. That is, this is live stuff. (laughs) Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm like, are you right? (laughs) Oh, if only Um, I was filming it. uh, Oh, I am. Wow. (laughs) That was incredible. Anyway, sorry, you're just getting into it's that. Right, I'm covered right. in coffee. No, you actually are. I'm, like, I'm worried about your book. My little book. <laughs> my little book with all my little notes. Okay. Oh, I'm smudging everywhere. <laughs> Look, do you know what? I'm going to put that down. That's going to go okay. and dry there. Yeah. I'm just going to wipe my hand, it drink my coffee, and, and act like that didn't happen. It didn't. It didn't, did I it? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. What I didn't think coffee? the listeners saw it. I can't even afford coffee. I don't know what that is. <laughs> right, right. Okay, where were we? Where were we? First piece. Yes. Tell us about it. Um, okay, so I don't remember when I wrote it, but I definitely have to say it was like, I want to say 20, it was 2019. Okay, yeah, last year. Yeah, so like, not really last year, it was like a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, like early twenty, early 2019, um why did i write it i think is a better question than when okay yeah sure time is nothing but a man-made concept so why i wrote it i think um i know was because i was coming at a place where in the poem it's a lot of um cultural references to what i've seen mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like growing up in london also living in the midwest in america for a bit um just referencing back to literally my mum making like you know like you know your mum's used to make like cold remedies like my mum still does that like still like like what is lemsip when I've got onions garlic do you know what I mean like red onions as well and it's raw and you're like this will make you better and it does and you don't have to replicate it so you're sick all the time but um yeah yeah, so it's an element of breaking free from all the cultural things that I guess are holding me down quote unquote as a african you know zimbabwean um young man who's trans um within a culture that is very transphobic Mm. do you know what i mean so it's like the decolonization of a queer carcass because i'm decolonizing myself of all that i've ever known you know yeah 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 so that's why i wrote the piece and it's been performed everywhere, I can't lie. <laughs> You'd be like, this is my one. <laughs> yeah, uh, now I've got a couple, like, five. i got, like, top five, you know, Drake. Um, but, yeah, like, it's been Jaw Dance um, in Rich Mix. Which is where I met you, wasn't it? Yes, it, yeah. yes, you did. You had, right, you had, and this is the first and only time I've ever seen this, uh, a poetry encore then. Yo, People real, were real. screaming for, for you to come real, back on. For that is, has that ever crazy. happened to you before? Do you know what? That vibe was nuts. You really killed know. that set. I don't know. I don't do it. Like, no, I don't think an encore. I've never seen it before. But I've had like people like, like want me on the stage. 
Do you know what I mean? But like an encore, like especially in that type of venue as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't ten people. Do you know what I mean? This wasn't like a little corner cafe poetry shop. You know, this was like a good eighty plus. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? it's a massive venue. It's a big stage. So like production's massive, yeah, and everyone was crazy. literally like, Whoa. I was like, what the. Yeah. yeah, but you nailed it. That's Did, crazy. Was that was that uh, one of the better reactions you've ever had? Was that was that maybe the best you've had with an audience, or have there been some other kind of times where you've been performing where it's gone even better than that? You know what, Brunel University, twenty eighteen. Okay, that was insane. Was it? Like, that was insane. Like, like people were busy. Um, what was it? Like, I'd say a line of a poem, and they'll be like, "No, you didn't." swear down <laughs> what like that like, do you know what i mean like that type of reaction of like i can't believe he just said that do you know what i mean and yeah. i'm over here like i can't believe i said it too <laughs> like you guys are making me gas them with poems. i'm like i've done this a couple times but no like that poem like that um performance was it's still a special performance yeah but um jaw dance was definitely crazy and you know it's weird during my performance i couldn't gauge the audience does that make sense? What, as in you, what, like so, you like couldn't read them? Like, I guess because there's, there's quite bright lights there. You probably can't see them very well. Nah, you can, you can. Oh, you, you can? can see people. It's crazy how much you can see people. Yeah. You know oh. what I mean? <laughs> okay. So like, well, but um, in the sense of, I don't know, like I was doing a piece and I'd look at the audience and I'd be like, I couldn't read the audience completely on like if they were super engaged. And I think it's a British thing when if audiences, oh, totally. I think a lot of British audiences are very quiet quite timid quite reserved do you know what i mean it takes a lot to like get them to a certain energy where they're vocal yeah so and i'm very like i'm big on like audience vocalizing how they feel you like you know like the I mean? feedback from the I crowd i love instantly. feedback like i love that because it gives me energy yeah do you know what i mean if someone's screaming at me going whoa i'm like all right whoa <laughs> when i do the poem do you know what i mean yeah you like get so, more gassed up for yeah. it because of it. Yeah. So I guess with that, it was like, okay, like, I guess I just kind of like, they're cool. They're engaged. I can feel that, but I didn't feel excitement until after. Like when they got, like when they were like encore, encore. And I was like, y'all fuck with me this heavy. <laughs> I never knew it. It was yeah. crazy. Sick though. So do you like, what are the kind of um, nights that you love the most in London? Like, because as you said, you kind of like um, the feedback from the crowd. You like when people resonate more with, with your poem in a like vocal way. Yeah. And there are obviously some nights which cater to that a bit more. Mm. So which, which, which kind of ones are they? Like, how have you done flow? I've done flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's quite like back and forth with, with, with the audience, isn't it? Do you know what though? I think, um, like if I'm just being honest, I think flow, like I think like like a lot of um, poetry nights, right? There is a theme. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's you go to one poetry night, it's very much so people reading poetry. You go to another, it's people, it's performance based. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so with flow, I performed there twice and... Yeah, you get like the audience reaction of like very loud clapping and stuff like that. But they're very much so into, it's a niche. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like for me as a poet and like what I talk about, I get great feedback and great reactions regardless of where I go for the most part. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's not my quote unquote niche. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so no. I didn't get that same reaction that okay. I got at Jordan. So which, which other nights then do you like prefer? Do you know what? I haven't been on the like 
like um, the open mic scene in a I bit. Oh, you're not, because you're, you're a level above <laughs> nowadays, isn't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble now. Don't get me in you're trouble. You're like the Premier League now. <laughs> All right, maybe. <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> FIFA. No, joking. Um, yeah. Nah, but when I did go, I remember... Um, Penting poetry. Oh, Penting yeah. poetry tw- was my first ever open mic night. Was it ever in London? In, right. In general. When was that? When, how long have you been doing? I this? was 2018. Okay. Right, right. When I moved back to London. Damn, you've done a lot in that time. <laughs> That's annoying. <Appreciate> that. <laughs> yeah. No, but 2018, like it was like March. Mm. It was early, maybe February. Yeah, it was super early in the year 2018. I did that, and um, as time progressed, I think. The fifth month I did it, it was like, yo, like that reaction was crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I did a poem, um it was um Girl on OK Cupid. It was that poem. I haven't I haven't performed that in like forever. Mm. But um I was just talking about my experience on <laughs> OK Cupid. Don't ask me why I was on OK Cupid. It's not Wait, like, what? Like the date and Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. I do you know what I mean? I didn't even need it. Like I genuinely didn't. Yeah. I was do you know when you just do shit to do shit? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was I guess character <laughs> development or some shit like that. Hey, well a good poem came out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like my first time ever getting a vocal reaction. Oh, where okay. people were like, choose, you know what I mean? Like on a line and it was like, okay, this is what like feeds me quite mm. a bit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, definitely penting poetry. Um Chocolate Poetry Club is really beautiful. That is night. such. That's such, that's such one of my favorites. Definitely, like some beautiful people that run that stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They are nuts, and they. What else is really good? There's so many open mic nights. There's actually so many. Yeah, there, you know what I mean. Like, like when you actually realize. Yeah, when you kind of add them all up. Yeah, it's like yeah. You could go any night of the week. You could be somewhere. Literally yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Even Monday there's a night. And yeah. I, do you know what I mean? Like I'm like no. fucking Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but, but people um, turn up. People do. People turn people up. Do. Like, if it's a good night, yeah. and maybe it's been going a little while, people are there. Like, it doesn't matter. Do you know what? I think with um, open Some, mic Sunday nights night as well, like, even. It's about the people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's about, if you bring enough energy on your own shit, people will come. People will naturally gravitate towards you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it just so happens that these people that have nights, and especially nights that are very successful, tend to be really beautiful people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, true. Um, Look, so I uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about your second piece. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, the recording has been stopped. Oh, has it? Uh, <laughs> the video recording. That's yeah. Don't worry. That's because I was uh, looking at the camera. I was like, oh, that's that's because this memory card's a little bastard. Don't oh, worry. we can sort that out before we we're do gonna the edit this piece. part out, guys. This do is kid friendly. <laughs> I'm actually, I actually don't like the ed, the ed, editing yeah, out yeah, vibe. Yeah. I just think it'll keep it raw. It's a conversation 100%. between me and you. We, you know, nah, I, I spill my coffee. Uh, my Listen, memory card runs out. This fine. is how professional this show is. Listen, you know what though? <laughs> this makes even more authentic. If people are like, yo, this guy can do it. Why can't I? <laughs> and I won't spill my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, talk to me about your second piece. Ah, my second piece. Um, I wrote this piece on a train to another great open mic night actually i was featuring there called what you saying in croydon okay yeah that's um, a that's a great so vibe that's a really beautiful that's a really beautiful night there's those girls over there have really been super supportive of my career oh yeah that's far so like super mad love to them mm. um but yeah i wrote this piece and um it was like the first piece i've written about like my body i guess in like a non 
aggressive, hateful way. Okay. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I don't listen. I haven't read over this poem in a minute, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping it's not as aggressive. You know, yeah. but um, from what I know, from what I know of the poem, um, it's just a, it's a, it's a very short piece. It's yeah. the shortest piece I think I've ever done. Right. So you know, um, you normally do long, longer pieces, right? And quote unquote longer, but my poems are quite short in general, in the sense of like I'm very big on two minutes, thirty, three minutes. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I think a good poem is like a good song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, other than like the greats who can do a five minute song, do you know what I mean? Michael Jackson, you could do a five minute, four second song and you'll be like, all right, I can fuck with this for five <laughs> minutes or four seconds. But I think when it's a poem and it's um, poetry at its rawest form of like no melodic backing and nothing like that, yeah. you know, how, how long can you really listen to someone talk to you? Mm. You know, mm. like even in debates, people tend to speak for like 40 seconds to a minute because. That's all the time you really need to get your point across. Anything more, I think, are just talking shit. If you're like careful with your words, right? Yeah, you're yeah, right. This I, is obviously 100%. What is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think any poem, and I'm going to say this with my whole chest, and this is recorded so people can have this for reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think nine times out of ten, if a poem is longer than three minutes and 30 seconds, it's a shit poem. <laughs> That's okay. like me being honest. You like, heard it here first. Yeah, like I feel like. F- why are we talking for four minutes? Yeah. It's not even we. You're literally talking at me for four fucking minutes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a that's a McDonald's wait time. And people <laughs> get pissed off after two minutes when they don't have their Big Mac. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so a poem should be the length at which it takes you to get, get your Big Mac and fire. A hundred fucking percent. Do you know what? I I think there's a lot of truth in that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I know. I said that. You said it. <laughs> you know it. No, but you're right. Because if you do go to, I, I think that's why when, you know, when you go to a night, in fact, they do it at Jordan's, mm, don't they? Yes, yes, when yes. The, when the time limit comes, they, it's, to be fair, it's jokes as like an audience yeah, member. Yeah. But they start playing like um, music. violin music, don't they? And like the background, it slowly kind of... Right. creeps up and like they actually have i think they handle that better than any other night 100%. because they kind of make it a bit funny um and they make anyone that really does take take the piss yeah. like actually feel a bit silly like stick 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 to your time because you were told that yeah i think there's spaces where people can do five minute poems right yeah totally yeah and like that's beautiful that they have those spaces you just won't find me there do you know what i'm saying but i think when it comes to like structured nights and then, especially if it's like an open mic night, like strictly open mic, don't take the piss yeah. when there's 20 people that want to also, do you know what I mean? Share their words, share their feelings. Don't matter if it's the best thing in the world or supposedly the shittest thing in the world to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like these people still deserve the same respect. Yeah, and totally. Space. So I feel like that's why most spaces do like three minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like most people are like, yo, like you get a three minute time limit, five minutes if they're hella generous. Do you know what I mean? Even then, I'm like, fuck off. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> cool. Okay, Wicked. So this is the second piece that we're going to hear from Tanaka, and it's called Period. My period. Day one. I wonder if God is ripping my uterus lining to make space for all the man I'm becoming while drowning the cries of the girl I once was out. Day two, I can only imagine the joy my mother is having from my despair of this body, day three. These cramps for like the few hugs my father and I have had. Undeniably uncomfortable, day four. 
I bled on my girlfriend's sheets last night. She cleaned up the mess. We sat in silence while staring at the ceiling, yet she whispered, You are the strongest man I've ever known. To be able to bear a tsunami while just treading in all this sorrow, I think it was that night she fell in love with me. I tell myself she must have to have stayed. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to Worst Spoken Podcast. We've got Tanaka Frego with us and uh, she's just got... Uh, oh, he... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Fuck my life. Look, see, I just did. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Uh, it's alright. No, nah, but it's not because okay, look, it almost it leads me on to exactly what we're going to talk about because obviously you uh, brought up uh, in both of your first pieces the fact that you're trans, mm. and I've done the absolute classic thing you should the never do: thing in the world, the dickiest <laughs> thing in the world, and you're laughing at me. You're laughing at my embarrassment <laughs> about that. Um, but as you kind of rightfully said, uh, it opens up a conversation and we're having the conversation. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. look, I can only apologise for that. Um, do you want to... Yeah, let's just have a conversation about... Oh, sorry, you've got... <laughs> no, it's right. I'm trying to chew away from the mic so people don't hear chewing. Like, <laughs> this is not ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> if poetry goes to shit, I'll be an ASMRist on yeah. YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel, Snack It Up, Fuego. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. You've got me. I'm all, I'm all embarrassed now. No, nah, it's all right. It's you, right you've got right. me embarrassed. Oh. I got you, you got yourself embarrassed, mate. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, look, tell us uh, what it's like growing up. To trans. be misgendered. <laughs> to be misgendered by dickheads like, like me. I'm so embarrassed about that. Do you know what? Can I just say something? I'm, I'm not going to run up here. When I did that, I pressed stop yeah. on, on the mic. So I was so embarrassed that I wanted just to rewind that mm. and not include it. And you said to me, absolutely not. Mm. Let's, let's keep that in. Let's have a conversation about it because this is real life. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I caved in and I pressed play <laughs> and we're going to do it again. Yeah. But okay, look, let's have a conversation about that. How does that happen to you often or not? Do you know what? I think with my hair growing out, it does. Yeah. Like when I had shorter hair, like I really get misgendered. Yeah. So like when I, like if I gain weight, which I did, I'll end up to that myself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like if I gain weight and then like if I grow my hair out, then she becomes a bit more. Like if I don't talk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like that'll happen. But do you know what it is? I think. I can't speak for all trans people. Yeah, of course. But I can speak from my experience of like, you go through times where you're like, I don't give a fuck. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you don't know me and that's cool. Do you know what I mean? As long as you correct yourself, yeah. then that's all I can ask for and then you go like, apologise. <laughs> yeah. But um, then also you go through phases where you're like, fuck me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to be the man I say I am. People don't see me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you constantly feel invisible and then that's when dysphoria acts up and... You just like want to kill yourself sometimes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just being real. You no, know what I mean? Your mental health is in like the worst state it can be sometimes. But um, right now the space I'm in, it's like I'm not really affected by it. But when you said it, do you know what I mean? Like I had to really? just correct you. Really? Like is, are you saying that just like just to be nice? Because we're on we're on the no, podcast. No, I'm not even saying it for you. I'm saying it for me in the sense of like okay. no, like I feel good like in my masculinity and like. 
in my masculine hood because I don't even I don't even know if I I don't feel like I go through manhood quote unquote yeah but I feel like in my masculinity hood I feel very affirmed right now and I feel very strong and asserted in the fact that like I am Tanaka Fuego yeah I use he and they pronouns and I know who the fuck I am yeah do you know what I mean no so I like, like that That's you wicked. fucking up sometimes could shake me but right now in this moment I'm not shaking one bit so, okay. which is really cool to say I'm really glad about that <laughs> you're lucky I'm in a good my, mental state <laughs> my heart dropped oh my god well, no but look I guess I guess yeah you owe me chicken and chips now, oh. I'm saying. you can bust me four pounds still seven pounds for the curry right <laughs> you know it we got we got all of the uh, food establishments in Tootin that you could want um, look, so, now yeah. you told people where you live <laughs> Oh God, I'm going to get chased down. 100% famous. <laughs> so yeah, look, I um, it's obviously significantly harder growing up trans than it is potentially any other part of the, L- of the LGBTQ community. Um, and obviously in recent years, there's been quite a bit of progress with, uh, with LGBTQ. Oh my god, LGBTQ <laughs> rights. Um and that's obviously amazing. Uh but where do you feel like of there is obviously a long way for us to go. Mm. Um but what do you feel are like the more immediate things which you feel could be addressed more tangibly? Fuck, this is a big question. That's deep. <laughs> and you know what's really mad? Like this is really like it's still on the same thing you're saying. But this is just a statement that came to my head. Yeah. I really find it interesting that, like, me being trans is, like, a topic of conversation. Because, like, it's weird because I am trans, right? But I don't even talk about it. Does yeah. that make sense to myself? Like, my internal dialogue, nine times out of ten during the day, has nothing to do with my transness. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like this like so like even when it comes to like transphobia and stuff right to get back on your topic um it's all external do you know what i mean so like externally people could be more supportive in allyship and when i say that i don't just mean say my best friend's gay <laughs> do you know what oh i mean or God, like i, I don't mind hanging on with gay guys do you know what i mean like, i'm i'm cool i'm affirmed in my gender my sexuality no one gives a fuck yeah. who you know is a lesbian gay or bisexual or trans you know yeah it's the it's the element of when those people are not around, right? When your queer friends are not around, are you still standing up for them? Yeah. In times when their name is being dragged through the mud. Do you mm. know what I mean? In times when their gender's a joke. Mm. Are you now, are you that person who's stepping up saying, yo, they use they. Like, why is that funny? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or like, yo, like, that's my friend. Like, he's cool as fuck. Like, why are you trying to say he's she? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's when I think it matters the most. And I think that's the most immediate effect is people, cis, het people can be the most, do you know what I mean? Upfront with other cis, het people yeah. who are discriminating against people who aren't cis or het, you know? Yeah, so. I mean, it's it's... I you kind of mentioned there when people say like oh I know I know know someone that's gay so yeah. I can't be whatever. What one of the terms I like <laughs> personally really hate mm. is uh, gay best friend. So mm. like there's been a couple of uh, mates of mine that have like once used that term to like talk about me, mm. and the moment they do it, I'm like yo shut your face. Yeah, yeah. I'm either your best friend or I'm not. Right. The fact that like I'm gay makes that is completely irrelevant. Right. It really 
grinds my gears. So probably mm. just as, probably nowhere near as much as it did that the fact that I just misgendered <laughs> you. But You're but not the you first know. gay man. <laughs> you won't be the last. And you won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you find uh I'm I think the answer to this will be yes, but do you find your poetry helps you deal with uh, some of these issues yourself and has allowed you to become a stronger person um yeah i guess in the sense of like it's allowed me to take ownership of my narrative yeah do you know what i mean like being able to have internal dialogue and then become, make it become external dialogue has been very big on my process of just like dealing with my own mental health you know and like my emotional and physical well-being but um I think it does a lot more for other people than it does for me mm. sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that element of as much as it's helped me do with myself, I think it helps start a conversation for a lot of other people who may not even be in my position or who may be in my position. Do you know what I mean? I think when other trans people hear me, it's that element of like, yo, like someone else feels the same way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then also if like, a cishet person hears me, they're like, right, like, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, how many, like, man them I've had be like, you're cold still. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, outside of this realm of poetry, they probably would have never spoken to me. Yeah. Never have known my story. Do you know what I mean? I probably would have been the butt of a joke on a train. Do you know what I'm saying? If they yeah, were like, totally. oh, it's like a boy or a girl. Do you know what I mean? Well, that that's the most common uh, way to combat transphobia um, or any phobia, you know, of the LGBT community is education. Yeah. The moment, the moment someone like knows someone that's part of the community or, you know, has any kind of like link to someone who's going through those types of issues, yeah. they don't joke about it anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's suddenly real. It's tangible. Yeah, it's like tangible. When you're like... When you when you when you're kind of stuck in your own like world and you can't you don't know anyone else, it's so easy to hate someone you don't know. A hundred percent, it's super abstract, and that's what happens the whole time. And I think that's just the human thing, isn't it? Like it's this element of like if it's not tangible, like it's like even with religion, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of people. I'm you know what I'm saying I don't give a fuck if you're an atheist or a believer. Do you know what I mean? But I'm just saying in the sense of if people can't see God, why will there be a God? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's that element. Wait, so are you, uh, do you believe in God or you're an <laughs> a- atheist? I, Whoa! I can tell. Like, no, I, like I can um, tell. <laughs> I believe in God. Oh, right, okay. Personally. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I also understand why some people don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, um, like is this even a tangible concept? Yeah. There's this, like, man that isn't real. Do you know what I mean? Like, a spirit, but he's a ghost. You know what I'm saying? It's untangible. It's yeah. super abstract so when something's super outside of ourselves it's like nah it's not me so i don't really care do you do you feel there's ever been a conflict within yourself between your religion or and your identity or has that never really like clashed for you no like super definitely but i think it's not even like a internal thing like i've never felt like god hated me yeah or anything like that it's just more external like people tell me god hates me do you know what i mean like and but that's also like a cultural thing for me oh, in the yeah. sense of like growing up in like an African household and being surrounded by a lot of black people, Afro-Caribbean people. Um, our culture is very much so one of, you know, they're straight, 
Do you know what I mean? There's woman, there's man. Do you know what I mean? Like, you get a kid, you move to somewhere, you can get money. Do you know what I mean? And sustain yourself. That's it, yeah. Um, so when you, like, throw into the mix of, like, yo, like, I'm queer. And, like, now your, like, parents and, like, all your family members' hopes and dreams for you crumble. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that element of, like, your parents have so many expectations of you, especially when you're a child of an immigrant, that when you kind of go against what they assume their whole life that you would have it's like you just took the rug out under was it what's that saying the, uh, the rug right up under, under them. The, yeah. that's what i'm saying someone's you know taking I mean? away rug yeah like you like you pulled the rug no you're right you that's know? it that's it yeah and it's like shit so definitely like god has been like something that's been used against me yeah throughout my like transition but i i know who i am and i know that like for me and my belief is that god loves me yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm still that nigga, regardless. <laughs> no, I I think that's a really uh, powerful message, and uh, yeah, no, I think that's great because e- everyone has a right to kind of live their life in their own way, and um, you know, so that's that's cool that you're definitely flying the flag for that. Um, the the other kind of question I have just kind of pop popped to my mind when you were talking about um you feel that your poetry can kind of potentially help other trans trans people is um ooh, ooh, i didn't say it does it, sh- it did can not? i said it has it has sorry <laughs> <laughs> but i don't believe it could <laughs> i just want people to know i'm not that up my ass <laughs> <laughs> no okay so it has mm. um so uh i wanted to kind of ask then prior to you uh coming out did were there any poets which you looked up to which kind of helped helped you or like prior to me coming out youtube was was mm. the one right pretty much most people have that you type in just people chatting about their stuff um was that was was that was that the case with you or were there any kind of poets that you um looked up to and helped you no definitely um i think poets came into the mix around 2017 okay um before then, it was just, like, other trans guys on YouTube. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'll just watch. But then um, just queer people in general for poetry, like Pusha O, um, an incredible American poet who I'm very lucky enough to say that I've met, like, twice. What? <laughs> um, I got a picture of her one time. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in your face. <laughs> but um, she's a, a, les- a black lesbian poet. Um, often refers to herself as a dyke as I do myself but I'm not a lesbian <laughs> um, her work has been super beautiful and like her story of like her dad was an immigrant from Nigeria he then got deported back to Nigeria she lived in New York in like the roughest ends with yeah. her mom who's a single mom with her brother and they were dirt poor but you know her mom made what a dollar out of 15 cents type vibes you know <laughs> So I think her story is super beautiful as a black queer woman to like just hearing that from a black queer woman. Yeah. Um, and then there's other people like Crystal Valentine who quite, quite known on like button poetry and stuff. Um, Rudy Francisco definitely, I think was like the first poet ever where I was like, yo, I could do this. Mm. And like, it could be something bigger than just me performing like in my room or like, do you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is, this is tangible, right? Like it's not so outside myself anymore. Like here's this black man. He's like five foot five, maybe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like five foot six. 
<laughs> I'm not too far off. You know, I'm not that ugly. You know, like he made it very much a thing of like, yo, like the way he performs, the energy he holds, the char- charisma. Mm. You know, getting to meet him was in was insane. You know, and I didn't even get to tell him his impact on me. Like I just looked at him and I was like, oh my god, like I'm a fan, but I didn't talk. You know, mm. but seeing the way he moved in a room and how he performed on stage. Definitely was like, yo, this is something, and that's that's what got me into poetry. Actually, really, that's what prompted me to like write a poem and then apply for this um, slam thing. Okay, when when was that? Well, sorry, this it, was, was two thousand and eighteen, right? You this said? was twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. What I was, like, did you apply for? I applied for this. Um, I was living in America at the time. Um, it was a what was it? It was this. It was just a slam team, like a poetry slam team in indiana i'm like you know what like no they're offering workshops okay so i'm like yo i'm gonna get better so i'm like applying for this workshop applying for a couple workshops um i got accepted and then they like invite me down so like this was the day i got my driver's license as well this was oh, crazy yeah? yeah that was a big day so, so i like I, this was like the first day i had it like i could drive by myself <laughs> and i'm like yo Mom, I need the keys. <laughs> so I literally took my mom's car. I drove into like central Indiana. This is my first time parallel parking Ooh. ever. Like this is like, this is crazy. Like, do you know they what I mean? do it in the test. Okay. So they did, right? This is crazy. So they see, the woman was like, yeah, parallel park. Yeah. I couldn't parallel park. <laughs> but she was like, it's fine. I can see you know what to do. And she gave me my fucking license. Yeah. Basically, I shouldn't be allowed on the roads, but I am. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's like, this is like my first time actually having to do it in practice. Yeah. I did it great, by the way. Like, it was insane. I was like, fuck me, do you know? Some people are just born talented. So, <laughs> I'm hella parked. I yeah. got into this library and they're like, okay, guys, I'm super happy to announce you guys are the BNV Slam Team for Indiana. I'm like huh i ended up being on like my nash like my state national team and i competed against like 500 other poets in this international poetry slam they flew us out to san francisco um i got to perform there for like 5,000 people and this was like my first time doing poetry boom what like, really? this is crazy like yeah that, like, before that then, was your first gig no my first performance was a slam a mini slam in louisville they drove us to louisville and I performed in front of like 400 people against four other teams. Yeah. And that was my first ever performance <laughs> doing a poem ever. Shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I literally like the way I started poetry, I got thrown, thrown, thrown into the deep end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like open micing wasn't even a thing in America. Like I didn't know any open mics that were, yeah, that were even up and going in Indiana. So that was That's crazy. Mad. They do everything just bigger in the US, right? Do you know so, what? I think so. <laughs> how, <laughs> Genuinely. How, how like, long did you live there for? I lived in Indiana for like four years. Right. So four you're, or three years. Okay. Um, and then then after that, you moved, moved back I to London. I moved back to London. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, like, was that like coming back? Were you kind of like, did you feel like, you know, it felt like you were coming home again? Or what was it a bit weird coming back? I was back? definitely an outcast. Really? Yeah, like I'm very... Do you know what? American energy is so different from UK energy. And you don't realise it until you're someone who's lived in both for Mm. a good period of time. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not six months I did. It was, do you know what I mean? A decent portion. I came out in America. Do you know what I mean? So like being trans in America was so different from being trans here. Okay, how? Um, Yo, it was crazy. I had guys, I remember I was in high school. 
And I had guys like DM me being like, do you have a dick? Like shit, like that's crazy to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like people are so weird in America, <laughs> but also super cool. Like I was friends like, like all the hood guys. Do you know what I mean? Like they were super cool with me. They had no problems. Invite me to the bonfires. We were in the country. We had bonfires. Or like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Do you know what I mean? In a, like a cornfield. Burning some wood in a pile. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like people getting roofied in this person's like yard, like um, barn. Yeah. I'm like, yo, it's like a real movie. You know what I'm saying? With all these white kids. <laughs> yeah. Because we're in the country. So there's like, there's literally like 10 black kids in the whole high school. Yeah. So it was crazy. But, and then coming here and like having all this energy. And like realizing, yo, like us Brits are really reserved. Oh my God. Super, like the crowds are so different. Yeah. Performance wise. Do you know what I mean? I bet, I bet. So it took a minute to adjust. And then also going from like performing in front of like a thousand plus people. <laughs> to like 20. <laughs> right. To like yeah. coming back to London and being like, okay, I guess I'm going to open mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, and then true. performing to like 10 people. And then 15 and then 25 and then 30 and then do you know what i mean then getting booked after like six months of hitting the open mic scene every week Mm. like i did not sleep on it like any open mic that there was you went i was there i've been to damn near every open mic in london (laughs) nah like dead ass that's good though like you have to do that you've got to put in the graph don't you oh 100 percent. like i grinded so hard and like even to this day when people are like Yo, like, how did you, how do you get booked? I'm like, bro, like, all I can tell you is you just have to put the time in. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, and even me saying this, like, someone might listen to this and be like, this nigga ain't shit. Do you know what I mean? You did six months. I've been doing this for five years. (laughs) Right. Well, fuck you then, innit? Like, check the poems. You know what I mean? Like, it's my fault. Like, ugh. Like, obviously it's quality. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to have a decent poem. Yeah. So people are going to fuck with you. And then also when you have good content, and you're putting in the effort, why wouldn't you blow? Why wouldn't you get booked? Do you know what I mean? Like, these are just simple equations. It's not, do you mm. know what I mean? It's not magic. No, no, no. No, I mean? I didn't pop up out of nowhere and then get booked, <laughs> you know? Like, people had to see my face. People had to see my progression. Yeah, yeah. So many people in the scene have seen my growth. Yeah, like, which that's is, what's crazy to me. That is cool. You know what I mean? Like, they'll look at me and be like, yo, like, you've really grown. Like who? Like, which, can you give some examples? Defo, like, um fuck painting poetry see my growth yeah um from open micing there to then being booked as a feature mm. from you know mind over matter that night you know meeting fisky open micing there being booked as a feature for his like for some of his shit like five times now four times oh, nice. do you know what i mean yeah um he even booked me um i have a piece called therapy which is like a pretty like known piece of mine i guess do you know what i mean for me yeah um and i i hear that she like he was like, oh yeah, I need you to write me a poem. And I literally wrote that poem the day of the event that he booked me for. That's cool. In front of 200 people. And that was like my biggest venue, like my biggest amount of audience in the UK. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Do you know what I mean? And like him seeing me from open micing to doing that and then who I am now, like he's definitely been on the journey with me. Do you know what I mean? Even if he knows it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first day I met him, I literally was like, this is my dad. Yeah. And he's been my dad ever since. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Look, so time is flying by. Um, That's crazy. And I want to talk about your third piece. Yeah. Uh, is there like, is there something you want to say before or do you want to just go for it straight away without any kind of like preamble? Um, it's called Ain't London Bridge Fallen. 
yeah, this is a very new piece, I guess. Okay. Quite a new piece, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Do you want to just jump straight in then? Let's just get it done. Okay, wicked. Cool. This is Tanaka with Ain't London Bridge Fallen. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Oh, how isn't death around us? Oh, how he doesn't hide the grim reaper. Oh, how he doesn't look how we were told in cartoons and fables. Oh, how isn't death around us? When he is a bottle or a bag of pills, sweet yet burns at the pit of our stomachs, tastes like the patriarchy on our tongue, looks like a lover's raised fist, sounds familiar to a parent's hollow voice in a corridor. Oh, how is it death around us? When I remember a time when I went to more funerals than birthdays. Sang more hymns for those to lay than for a man to resurrect. Picked more flowers in winter than I ever got the chance to pick in spring. Oh, how isn't death around us? When this city is a gallows. The scent of reverence spilt all over the pavement. Or maybe that's the leftover grief that spilled out of the trash bags. Regardless, the stench is ghastly. But oh, how us Brits have become so accustomed to holding our tongues as we do our noses. are overheard. A boy on a bus say, I don't care for those who kill themselves. God gave you life and you were selfish enough to take it. And I wanted to yell. I wanted to scream. I wanted to cry, but all I could muster was a whisper saying, I think we forget how fragile these bodies be. How it is just as easy to break your arm as it is to break your neck. The only difference is one will bring you flowers, the other a joke in the group chat. And depending on the person, either could bring you rest. I mean, what's the real difference between a hospital bed and a grave? When people still come to visit you anyway. When people still cry anyway, and I know half of us already dead, so who's really living anyway? I mean, sometimes I can't decide if I need a hospital bed or a grave. Because there's something so tempting about the eternal. Yet so scary about the unknown, I mean. Ain't. London Bridge falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down. And most days, I wish I could go with it too. So dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. So dramatic. It's, no, but it's fucking... So dramatic. <laughs> Nah, that cheese, mate. Ooh. <laughs> Little, yeah? Audi, what is it? <laughs> what Little lifestyle. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm poor, but I don't know about that. <laughs> it's all about, the, honestly, Listen. deluxe Little lifestyle. Oh, deluxe. Deluxe. Mm. We're talking black label. Mm. We're mucking around with no, like, mm. 
own brand. What's Tesco Finest? Little Deluxe. Y'all heard it here first. Tesco don't know shit about Finest until oh, you've been to oh, Lidl. I tell you. Listen, I still want a brand deal with Tesco. So if anyone works there is listening, <laughs> I am very much so free and available. I love Tesco products. I'm a big fan of the soups. There you go. Hey, Tesco is actually my childhood. Why, like, why is it your childhood? childhood? Like I have so many good memories at Tesco. Yeah. Like from the pound for like eight wings, the pound for 10 wings back in the day. <laughs> now they like, cut down to eight in it because capitalism's a bitch. <laughs> but, um, oh. We haven't. Um, Meal deals for £2.50. <laughs> remember when they were £2.50? Do you remember when they were £2.50? Do you even remember that? I, asked, I don't think I do. Oh my God, they were £2.50. Do you know what? Boots used to do a £3 one, which you could not beat. No. No. I, no. Hey, Listen, I don't. only go boots when it's reduced. And that's at the end of the day. Right. And they sell 50p. Right. Mm. But do you know what you could get for £3 meal deal? Triple sandwich. I'm mm. not even joking. We're talking, we're talking prawns. We're talking chicken and lettuce. And what is the other one? It's like egg and bacon or something. And this is why you are a Caucasian gay man. Ah! <laughs> Who the fuck in their right mind eats prawns in a fucking sandwich? That shit was disgusting. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we haven't even like introduced a podcast again. And you just came over like a serious really like i love mm. all my caucasian gay men <laughs> a serious, my like, first kiss with a guy was a, a, a white gay man wow yeah. okay actually no my second kiss <laughs> <laughs> and he was weird as fuck really like he was a tranny chaser well, I'm, I'm coining that term <laughs> anyway look we we need to get well we need to get us back on track here we we side sidetracked welcome our, back welcome back <laughs> oh man look that was um that was a really powerful piece like Thank you. um that was really amazing Appreciate um that. yeah i guess do you want to do you want to add a bit of context to it or do you feel like that was kind of it we um, can kind of move on. that was that was really i mean it was nuts <laughs> Thank you. the way the way you deliver your words <coughs> is pretty unique you really you have a lot of power in each in each word and you really mm. pronounce every syllable with like emphasis not every syllable but mm-hmm. you like you know you really kind of uh you kind of make sure that it's poignant that like mm. each line is is felt um do you are you kind of aware of that is that something you do consciously or or not do you know what i think when it comes to like performance it's just really neat like do you know what i mean like i don't really think too much about my... oh pardon me <laughs> <laughs> i've never really had to Oh, pardon me again. Yo, I'm burping all over this bitch. <laughs> Book me. <laughs> um, I think I come from like a performance background in the sense of like, since I was like six, you know, my mum, single mum. So she used to like put me and my siblings into like after school shit. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. like give us some time to get home, you know, to pick us up. Um, so from like dancing, ballet, tap, and then doing like drama school, um, when I was like nine to like 14, 13, actually like 12, 13. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's very much so in me. Do you know what I mean? Like I've definitely always been like an attention whore, but also an introvert at the same time. You're not an introvert. No, like I'm high key. Right. So, so many people, uh, out of the people that come on this podcast mm-hmm. have told me they're an introvert. Yeah. I don't think they are. No, yeah. but like I'm ambidextrous, as <laughs> Drake would say. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh no, that, that's that's when you can wrap your left hand, no? Yeah. 
I'm a bit dexterous nah, means you're like left I, and right handed. I, was that I'm what you meant? Nah, fuck. <laughs> English is my first language. Just sound this shit. What like, did you mean by I'm a dexterous? I meant um fucking out, yo. Someone's listening to this. Someone knows what I mean. Like in the sense of like, you can be an introvert and an extrovert at the same time. Okay, yeah. Fine. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like for me, like very recently of the past like six months with performance, I've had like really bad anxiety. Yeah, and like. So like when I go to a show, I just don't talk to anyone, and like people will like will look at me and be like, "Is he the feature? Yeah, is he not?" And like I'll just be chilling, like I'm just so quiet to myself. And then like when I do go up and perform, they'll be like, "Him? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you can tell their faces are physically like, oh, I swear really? down, like yeah." But that, but I, that could be more of an internal thing in your head right do you know what it is nah nah like it's for real because i'm so weird like i'd be so awkward like i'll say hi to the people running it and then i just like sit down and drink (laughs) water or like a rose yeah and like just don't talk to anyone like even people i do know i'll be like i'll smile or hug them but i'll sit back down put my headphones in Mm. because i just i don't like to talk too much before i perform so you you do you feel like then when you're on stage you're an extrovert oh yeah off stage you're in in yeah 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 no like on stage, extroverted, and then after my performance, I'm super like I can talk to people. Ah, uh, really? Yeah, so yeah, afterwards, yeah. it's chill, but like beforehand, yeah, I'm super like introverted. My anxiety's like at a ten. Yeah. So like, yeah, I just be chilling, chilling. Yeah. By myself, self, and I don't bring people to shows a lot. What? As in, like mates, yours? No, I don't have friends. <laughs> ah. I have like you said that with such a straight face. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I can be your friend if you need it. <laughs> Tell me when. <laughs> nah. well, but no, but what, okay, why? Why not? Um, well, I feel like everyone has a life, you know? Yeah. And I'm very big on like, I just like hate the idea of like intruding on like my friends' lives. So like, I'm very big on like, okay. My thing is, it's almost come to my show. They have to tell me. Like, and that's my thing. I also find it very much sort of like nicer knowing that they want to be there. When they do and you have an answer. Yeah, do you sure. know what I'm saying? Like this element of like, I don't beg anyone to come to a show. Oh yeah. Oh no, that's never. That's a bit weird. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I don't even beg my girlfriend. Like, she, she can come. She can come, and she'll tell me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's also with her stuff. Like, I don't think she. She doesn't tend to invite me. I just invite myself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But that's the kind of energy I've always had with people around me. Yeah. Like, if you want to come to something, let me know you're coming, or just show the fuck up. That's even nicer. Surprise me some flowers and shit. <laughs> Like, no one surprised me with shit in my life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I've actually never had someone surprising me. I'm so upset. Yeah. I actually uh, need to be surprised. <laughs> well, look, okay. Bae. <laughs> <laughs> we want some surprises up in here. Yo, please, I'm, don't get twisted yet. Just because I have a girlfriend, don't mean I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You Yo. Are, you are so much. Right, look. Yeah. Um, I, this is my last quest- question, mate. Okay. Um and it is what is coming up for you in the future what are what can we look out for in 2020 uh for tanaka fuego 2020 tanaka fuego yeah um big 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 things and that but also um i've got a performance january 10th yeah um so yeah at the fat cabaret okay it's like a queer night i believe yeah queer night um, so that's super exciting. They tried, they tried to book me last year, but I was just super busy. Mm. Um, so they they going early <laughs> late last year and booked me for now. Yeah. Um, but I'm also like I've declined quite a few shows just because I want to hibernate. 
Okay. I well, think, and maybe write some more. Yeah. Like okay. this next three months, um, beginning of this year, it's very much so craft. Like I'm just, I want to write the most I've written in a while. Um, I also want to just get better with my penmanship mm-hmm. because I think I'm very penmanship, big Penmanship, I've never heard of that word before. Is that's, it? That's a sick word. Of course. Like, go on, go. like I feel like, like some of my favorite writers, essayists, like James Baldwin, like he has such a way with words and like navigating language that I think is something that um, a lot of poets take for granted, right? Because I think, like, and also there's this weird split. I'm sorry if I'm taking too long to answer your no, question. No, it's chill. I feel like there's a weird split. I was going to do a little Instagram live, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you, I mean, you can if you want. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Why not? You just want more people to I do. Yeah, of course I do. I want more people to, hey, I want more people to hear you. <laughs> Podcast energy, guys. Here we go. We're what? live on Word Spoken. Oh, God, I look a right nutter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, that's done. <laughs> People on the podcast are like, yo, these cunts. <laughs> Go but, on, um, as you were. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people are performance-based or like writer-based. And it's like, okay, they're a great performer, but their words really don't mean shit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or like, oh, they're really great at writing, but I could not sit through their performance. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's just not engaging. And I feel like where I'm at right now, I'm in a great middle of like my performance like i would say so myself just being confident in my being is definitely strong yeah i can always get better everyone can get better but i'm very like content with where i'm at right now yeah do you know and then also my writing i'm like yo i'm super happy with how i write but i also know i want to get better do you know what i'm saying i don't want to be stuck with the same vernacular that i have now by the end of the year yeah like that's just something I don't want to do. Okay. I don't want to keep using the same words just to get across different points. So this next three months is very much so me taking a seat back and doing something that I've never done before, which is low-key risky because like this is how I eat. Like poetry is how I eat. You know what I'm saying? But putting performances right now on just a hold because I know if I give myself this time to grow, then the, the revenue that I'll come, do you know what I mean? I'll get back it's going to be even bigger. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You have to put time to create something incredible. Yeah. Albums aren't made when you're on tour. Do you know what I'm saying? And you're distracted. Sometimes the best quality bodies of work come from just sitting in a room and being forced to write for the first time in like two years. So hibernation. Nice. And then I've got an incredible um, fundraiser. I'm actually trying to create right now. Oh yeah, go on. So if anyone wants to help me out, you know what I'm saying? You, this is the time. Um, I'm actually going to go, I don't know, start testosterone um, for my transition, but I'm going to go private because the NHS is a bitch. Takes a while. It's like, right, I've been on the list for like a year now and I, they told me um, it's like another wait a year and a half. Enough. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just was like, yo, i got to try and put it in my own hands. Um, so I'm actually going to fundraise on my birthday. Oh, cool. So my birthday's in April. Nice. So the week after my birthday, I'm going to host a party and hopefully just fundraise to be able to start tea. How much do you have to raise for that? Like 2.5k. Really? Yeah. So, but I feel like, you know, anything's possible. Right. So we need to get people down there. That's what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm just... We need to get people down there. I have a space in mind. But um, if people could just like follow me, keep up to date. Yeah. Tanaka.foygo on my Instagram. Tanaka.foygo on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely just hit me up, follow me, and yeah, I'm going to have a location, date, 
time. Okay. All in due process. A GoFundMe up, soon come. Cool. Look, well, look, I think that's a wicked note to leave things on. Um, This has been a really great conversation. (laughs) Like, I've enjoyed having you on the show so much. Thank you. I would enjoy food next time. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you you have a real confidence, which is inspiring. And it's like quite... Like, you've kind of given me confidence. I'm more sure of myself. No, but you really do, like, resonate self-assurance. I don't know whether you feel like you do. but um, And I hope, like, hopefully that's something that people can connect with um, and, like, learn from from the show. Your poetry is obviously, like, really, really good. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, this has been a great ep. Um, We've talked about a lot of things. So, yeah, make sure you give Tanaka a follow on Instagram at tanaka.fuego. Um, T-A-N-A-K-A dot F-U-E-G-O Some people don't have to spell fuego, you know <laughs> Some people are illiterate <laughs> Is that your real surname? Uh, yeah Yeah, you cannot you... My attorney told me to say No comment <laughs> Well Listen, Tanaka hey. my name and fuego my name too <laughs> Baby <laughs> Oh my god, you're fucking amazing And on okay. that note On that note I'm out I'm out. Okay, wicked. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you all next week. Thank you to Tanaka. Cheers, guys.